Where did he go? Where did Jesus go? In just a few minutes, we will profess the Christian faith with the Apostles' Creed. And, and right there in the middle of it, our, with our voices, we will answer that question. Where did Jesus go? He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father. Jesus is in the holy, holy presence of the Father with right hand of God power. Jesus ascended from here to there. Where did Jesus go? Would you say that with me? Jesus ascended from here to there. It's printed in your bulletin. Jesus ascended. Let me hear you. Jesus ascended from here to there. Heaven is, the, is dwelling in the fullness of God's presence. It's beyond our space and time, beyond what we know of calendar and clock. And calendar and clock has no meaning there in the presence of God. Jesus, who entered into heaven, can now personally be present, not just in one place at one time as we are in our limited human bodies, but in all places at all times. Through the Holy Spirit, the ascended Jesus who is in heaven is here now. Now in person, with us now, in every moment, every day, everywhere. That means he is always with us. An ever-present personal presence. Jesus ascended from here to there so that he can be everywhere. Where did Jesus go? Say it with me. Jesus ascended from here to there so that he can be everywhere. This mystery of faith is more real than the things that we can understand. Jesus is already in charge of the world, already on the throne. He is already king now, ruling over the world, ruling with God the Father now. And we get to witness to this reign while we live among the rebellion. When he returns, what is already real will be evident to all. Every eye will see him. He will be recognized and acknowledged and affirmed by king, as king by all. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. What is the unseen real? will become the seen real then. In Ephesians 2, Paul writes these words, For he raised us from the dead among with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. This changes everything for us. When we place our faith in Jesus Christ, we are given the gift of eternal life. You are right now, and if you have placed your faith in Jesus, you are right now, right now, seated with Jesus at the right hand of God. And when you begin seeing yourself in this way, the way that God sees you, it changes everything. This mystery of faith is more real than the things we can understand. What is more real, the chair that you're seated on now or your seat with Christ? What is more ultimate, that chair you're sitting in right now 
or your seat with Christ. Have you ever had one of those fold-up chairs break on you? It is not ultimate, amen? But right now, it feels real. Your seat with Christ is more real than the chair that you're sitting in now. I've seen fabric chairs, wood chairs, leather chairs, plastic chairs worn out and at the dump. They are not ultimate. But your seat with Christ is ultimate, and it is eternal. Scripture calls us to have a different view of this unseen real, this mystery of faith that is more real than the things we can understand. And so when we rise up, church family, rise up, church family, and see yourself as God sees you, who you are in Jesus, holy of holy presence, right hand of God power with authority. Jesus ascended from here to there so that he can be everywhere through his people. Where did Jesus go? Would you say it with me? Jesus ascended from here to there so that he can be everywhere through his people. Through the Spirit, both in our personal lives and as a congregation, we are given power to be witnesses, power to carry out the mission of Christ, power to live victoriously over sin, power to overcome weaknesses, power to forgive enemies, power to know that we are God's beloved, power to be bold and courageous, power to experience spiritual authority in Jesus Christ, power to persevere in prayer, power to patiently endure in our weaknesses and our suffering. So no matter who you are, Jesus' mission happens through you because Jesus has ascended to the Father. Every Christian is joined to Christ in his mission to be involved in the Great Commission, calling us ordinary things and ordinary places with ordinary people to do extraordinary things, ordinary things in ordinary ways. This idea of consumer Christianity is an oxymoron. It's a contradiction of terms. Followers are Jesus, are doers of the world, and hope is alive. Terry, hope is alive. Where's Terry? Hope is alive in me. Hope is alive in you. Where did Jesus go? Say it with me. Jesus ascended from here to there so that he could be everywhere through so what's the next faithful step for you? What's a baby step that you can take? A first step, no matter how wobbly that first step may be, that next step. Who in your family, in your workplace, your circle of friends, your neighborhood, do you need to give some extra grace, some extra love, so that they may come to a saving faith in Jesus? What can you do this week? This week we are preparing for the day of Pentecost next Sunday. What can you do this week? Get thirsty for more of the Holy Spirit. Can you say that with me? Get thirsty. Get thirsty. Say it again. Well, I want to hear you. Get thirsty. Second, you can get empty. 
empty from the things that keep you from getting thirsty, a deeper surrender and brokenness that leads that needs healing. You can get thirsty, you can get empty. And you can believe more in God's desire to give you the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit empowerment is God's gift to you. And God is not reluctant in giving that gift. Get thirsty. Get empty. Believe in God's desire to give you the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for church family and uh, this day that we get to celebrate seniors. And here in just a moment, five of us, five of those that we remember when they were born and presented uh, to you and baptized as infants. Lord, they're about to stand forth and they are about to profess publicly Jesus Christ as their Savior. <laughs> what a day of celebration. As one of our church members said this morning, this is what it's about. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you'll follow along with us in our bulletin this morning as we uh, celebrate, there's a, a baptismal covenant, and your responses uh, are going to be in there for you to participate, and you have a role today to participate. So brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the Spirit. All this is God's gift offered to us without price. Through confirmation and through the reaffirmation of our faith, we renew the covenant declared in our baptism, acknowledge what God is doing for us, and affirm our commitment to Christ's holy church. Today I get to present our candidates for confirmation. So as I present you, I would invite you to come forward. I present Ava Catherine Berry for confirmation. I present Nora Macklin Bryant for confirmation. I present Landry Ruth Floyd for confirmation. I present Danielle Jane Fry for confirmation. And I present Hampton Scott Griffin for confirmation. Since the earliest of times, the vows of Christian baptism have consisted first of the renunciation of all that is evil and then the profession of faith and loyalty to Christ. So on behalf of the whole church, confirmands, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? If so, say, I do. I do. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? If so, say, I do. I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? If so, say, I do. I do. According to the grace given to you, 
Will you remain a faithful member of Christ's holy church and serve as Christ's representative in the world? If so, say, I will. And to the church body, will you who are the parents and the mentors and the congregation of these candidates support and encourage them in their Christian life? If so, say, I will. And do you, as the body of Christ, the church, reaffirm both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? If so, say we do. We do. Will you nurture one another in the Christian faith and life and include these now before you in your care? With God's help, we will proclaim the good news and live according to the example of we will surround these persons with a community of love and forgiveness that they may grow in their trust of God and be found faithful in their service to others. We will pray for them that they may be true disciples who walk in the way that leads to life. The Apostles' Creed is a, is a threefold question and answer form, appeared at least as early as, as the third century as a statement of faith used in baptisms and has been widely used in baptisms ever since. The candidates, the sponsors, and the local congregation join with the universal church across the ages in this historic affirmation of the Christian faith. Let's join together in professing the Christian faith as contained in the scriptures of both the Old and the New Testaments. Will you follow along in your bulletin? Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day He rose again. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Today, the water that we will be using comes from the Duck River a local river that uh, you may, uh, in, in your life, you may paddle it, you may swim in it, you'll definitely drive over it, maybe even on the way home. So anytime that you see the Duck River, you're playing the Duck River, paddle the Duck River, you remember this day. You remember this day that you stood uh, before this congregation in the world and said, confessed your faith in Jesus. We'll also add three drops of water from the Jordan River. That's the same river that Jesus was baptized in. Congregation, I'm going to ask that you would stand as you are able as we have a thanksgiving over the water. Your participation is in the bulletin as in the bold. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. 
Eternal Father, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the dark waters and brought forth light. In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. And after the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. And when you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children you brought forth through the Jordan to a land which you promised. Let's respond together. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Tell of God's mercy each day. In the fullness of time, you sent Jesus nurtured in the water of a womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, and to make disciples of all nations. Declare Christ's works to the nations, his glory among all the people. Pour out your Holy Spirit to bless this gift of water, and those that receive it, to wash away their sin, to clothe them in righteousness throughout their lives, that dying and being raised with Christ, they may share in his final victory. All praise to you. Eternal Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns forever. Amen. Congregation, you may be seated. 